Back to rows one through ten. We're here with episode sixty-six. Me and Derek are still both recovering from the trip to Bristol over the weekend with our scratchy throats and uh, post Kyle Bush celebration horse voices. So it'll be a fun podcast for for both of us. And I know you're fresh off a eye racing heartbreak, so. Um, so yeah, that's where we stand as we uh, as we begin this episode today. But certainly had an awesome weekend of racing with the All Stars, the Outlaws, and then of course NASCAR at Bristol to recap. So, lots to talk about. Some Derek, how you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I said lots to talk about, but because I was playing a little injured this week, probably try to keep it short and sweet. But also try to just cover everything, but not really go into detail too much. I don't think. But uh, either way, we can kick it off with some sprint car news. You want to kick it off with the uh, Outlaws or the All-Stars? Uh, we, we can start with the All-Stars at Attica. Uh, we know they raced both nights, and Courtney was able to sweep the week. Um, I guess, the obviously, we were busy in Bristol, so we're not able to bring a lot of uh, full breakdowns of these races or anything. But well, like you said, we'll just kind of roll through them because I'm sure the majority of our talking time will be will be on Bristol because there's plenty to talk about there. Uh, Friday night, you kicked off the uh, the All-Stars, and that race was won by Courtney. Well, obviously they both were, but the controversy of Friday night was the Tyler Courtney slide job we saw on uh, Justin Peck. Um, not the first probably bad slide job we saw the weekend, but um, one, one that won that one Tyler Courtney the race nevertheless. I didn't see what, what comments Justin Peck might have had from that, but I imagine he probably wasn't too happy with it at the time because I just think it was an aggressive move by Courtney and he didn't exactly pull it off and definitely rough Justin up for that spot. But nevertheless, picking right up where he left off last year and starting the season in victory lane. Yeah, like you said, doubling down on the weekend uh, on – Saturday night, JC was able to start second in the feature and uh, went out and picked up the victory over Zeb Wise. Uh, like I said, we were busy at Bristol both both evenings, well, Friday evening at uh, Motor Mile and then Saturday evening at the dirt race at Bristol for the trucks and then Sunday. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, all the cup stuff, but, yeah, not much to talk about. We'll give you the top three. Had Tyler Courtney picking up the win Saturday. Uh, Zeb Wise, second, Cole Duncan running third. That's Friday, right? No, nah, that was Saturday. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. I had my races mixed up. So um, you want to give us then, Friday? Yeah, Friday was Tyler Courtney with the win, Greg Wilson second, and Craig Mintz third. Um, you had Bill Baylog in that one, finishing sixth, the North Pole Nightmare from 23rd, so a 17-spot pickup and a hard charger award for Bill Baylog for the North Pole Nightmare starting, by the way, it's still the best nickname in motorsports, starting his season off right. And then uh, looks like Greg Wilson was the hard charger on Saturday night and picked up 13 spots from 24 starting position to finish 11. Yep, so definitely a solid two weekends for our two, two races. Uh, for the Outlaws or for the All-Stars, they finally get kicked off again uh, after a lot of rainouts and, and shoot, they haven't raced since uh, middle of uh, February. So, 
definitely good to see them back in action, and they are back in action again tomorrow night up at the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. And then uh, head to Williams Road on Friday and Port Royal on Saturday. So lots of action for them. They're, they're uh, picking up right off the right foot and running right into a lot of races here. So should be exciting stuff this weekend in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we know Derek uh, Putty. He'll be up there this weekend at Grove and Port. He's supposed to come on tonight and wasn't able to pull that off. But he'll definitely come on next week, I'm sure, and want to talk about the weekend there at those races. And, you know, the probably the, the two biggest sprint car races in Pennsylvania yet this season. So uh, probably have some stacked fields there and some good racing and a lot to talk about there at uh, I don't know much about the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds, but Grove and Port, obviously, big time. So that'll be fun, and, and we'll definitely have better better coverage of the sprint car side of things, I'm sure, next week, especially having uh, having Putty with us. Yeah, and I plan on being home all weekend and being able to cap up all the, all the races and, and getting the Twitter account going. So with you being down at Talladega, I should have that side covering. Like you said, we'll have a better episode next week on that, but – we uh, well, I guess we can roll that into the uh, to the outlaws. They ended up getting rained out on Friday night, um, and then didn't race till Saturday. So, and Saturday was not much of a race. So you had Macedo kind of dominating, led all thirty five laps, and and you kind of mentioned it that the track was all roughed up and huge ruts. Um, it was pretty crazy. I would kind of disagree with the not much of a race assumption just because uh, looking down the running order here, obviously, like, I think we, we watched that at the at the bar in Bristol. We were both pretty banged up. But um, you, you had a couple guys kind of haul ass through the field. It looks like uh, Gravel would be the, the hard charger, but you had three different guys pick up 10 spots. Gravel from 17th to 7th, Tanner Thorson from 22nd to 12th, and Garrett Williamson from 24th to 14th. So a lot of guys making up a lot of ground and hauling through the field. So uh, definitely some – obviously, Peebley's a, a great racetrack, and there's a lot of passing there and a lot of uh, space to, to execute that. So it's a race I'm, I'm going to definitely go back and watch. I need to uh, – I need to do that. I meant to do that before we did, but life is busy, obviously, so I wasn't able to do that. But, I mean, one of the best tracks in the Outlaws, and obviously we'll be back later this year for the for the Ironman 55. Yeah, and also on an interesting note that uh, you had five different drivers make their series debut, or season debut, I should say, with the Outlaws uh, Saturday night. And two of those uh, were able to make it into the A main with Derek Hagar getting a 17th place finish and Joby Miller with a 21st place finish. So, solid nights for those two guys. Um, and uh, I guess we can give you the rundown. You had Carson Macedo picking up the victory. Uh, Logan Schuhart, P2. Brad Sweet finished third. Sheldon Hottenshill, fourth. James McFadden, fifth. And the hard charger goes to David Gravel up 10 spots from 17th to 7th. So, Really solid night for the two-team, at least a solid race, uh, when they didn't have such a good start. Yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah, I guess with that, we can kind of 
roll forward, like we said, we'll we'll have better coverage of both the All Stars and the Outlaws next week and talk about it more. Not really doing them justice this week, but we want to have a shorter episode and we're going to talk plenty about Bristol, so we'll 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 roll through this. But uh, the Outlaws this weekend go to uh, go to Tri City in Illinois. That's their first trip there since two thousand eight, and then the Tri State Speedway in Hobstad, Indiana on Saturday. So double header weekend there in the Midwest, uh, two big races for them. Uh, really the first big races out there first time this year and two, uh, obviously hotbed areas that we're going to and pretty cool to see a new track. We haven't gone to in a long, long time. So, uh, yeah, uh, Donnie shots actually won the last time we went to tri city in 2008. So, uh, that was his uh, his 221st career victory then. And uh, he's obviously going to have a lot more experience at this racetrack uh, than anybody else in the field. But certainly uh, been a long time since he's been there. So who knows how much that will play in. And uh, Craig Kinzer and Jason Sides are the only other two drivers with experience at that. That'll be racing this weekend. So it'll be uh, – Wide open crapshoot, crap cool to see a new track, a, a three-eighth mile track. So, a lot to uh, to get excited about there. Obviously, we know Tri-State, and that's a track that we go to every year, the high bank quarter mile track. Um, so, that place obviously always produces the action, and it'll be no different this weekend. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and after a little trip to the Midwest this weekend, the uh, Outlaw guys had to Bristol themselves. So I went to that race last year, and that, that should be an exciting event. So look forward to that in a couple weeks. But uh, I don't really have much more to talk about on the sprint car side. Um, I guess you can call it sprint car news. Uh, Chase Briscoe and his dirt announcement, I thought that was really cool. We'll be driving some dirt late models sprint car uh midget like thing basically so i thought that was a really cool announcement that deals like i, I listened to him on moody's show talk about it all backed by mahindra tractor he said those guys went to the chili bowl the mahindra guys and and, and they loved it and they said if if you think this is something that's going to help you on the cup side we'll fund whatever you need and they obviously did so, and I think that's really badass that we're going to see him driving all these different disciplines. He'll actually be in a sprint car this weekend at the short track in Talladega. So, oh, nice. You might have to go check that out. Yeah. Yeah, stumble over there on Friday night and then Saturday after the Riley Green concert for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is definitely very cool. Very cool of Mahindra tra- tractors to – be very supportive in that way. I saw that it looked like a whole garage fleet of Mahindra, Mahindra tractor vehicles. So I thought that was cool. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see him run at the local level like that and get that awareness and get really get that exposure. Yeah, for sure. So that's probably the biggest announcement I can think of on on the on the dirt side this week and and any news and notes. Uh, the running bridge. So. That's a great track. We'll have to check that out. Alex Bowman's there running with them. It looks like he had a lot of speed, but it's uh uh so that yeah, that's gonna be a fun, fun one to watch for those of you who watch it right now. I know our uh, our buddy Bert's there 
covering – well, he's going to be covering every race in Pennsylvania this weekend, and he's going to Bridgeport tonight as a fan. So he might be the only guy other than us who's more wild at getting out there and getting races than us. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's let's get into the uh, the dirt at Bristol, man. We want to make some picks for the Outlaws real quick? Yeah, we we, do. yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Let's do the Outlaws, <laughs> All-Stars. Um, do you want to do all stars or yeah? All right, okay. all right. So we um we got Bloomsburg. I like I said, I'll, I'll be throwing a dart at the wall for Bloomsburg. I I know nothing about that racetrack. I don't even know where that is in Pennsylvania. So, well, maybe you know more about that than me. But. No, I don't. Haven't been there. But for tomorrow night for the all stars, I will take Anthony Macri. Uh that's a good pick. Uh, I'll say. Tyler Courtney makes it three in a row to start the year. All right. Who you got Friday night, the uh, Grove? Friday night at Grove, uh, Justin Peck stays hot. Got a win there earlier this year, and a buddy, he's going to get his first win of the season with the with the, uh, with the All-Stars. All right. I'm going to take – I assume he's running. I don't know for sure. That's what I was going to ask. Are all the, the, the posse running there, I assume? I'm not sure. I said I'd have to look, but I'm going to just go off a whim here, and I'm going to pick Brent Marks. And for what it's worth, uh, Putty wants us to pick Lance DeWeese at the Grove and then Macri tomorrow at Port. All right. And then tomorrow at Port, uh, or Saturday at Port, I'll go with Danny Dietrich. All right. I am going to go with the King of Port, Lance DeWeese. All right. There's your – picks for the all-stars and then outlaws uh obviously not much to go off of with tri-city because yeah so much. brent marks is running uh bridgeport tonight so i imagine uh he actually set a new track record up there tonight with a 12 7 0 oh there you go well good for brent there so there's one question answered and he'll obviously be really fast this weekend but um so who you got as we head to uh, Granite City, Illinois, for the first time in 14 years in this series, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that's looking for a win, been looking for one here for a little while. We're going to go with Donnie Shots. They need to get the season going again. Yeah, as we so, mentioned. Been a little bit of a struggle. One of the only guys with experience here, so that'll uh, you're, you're guessing that'll uh, pay dividends for him. Mm-hmm. And then um, – I'll go with new track, and I feel like a guy who's just better at figuring out new tracks and and adapting than anybody right now, Sheldon Hottenshield. So, for that reason, I'll go with him to get a win on Friday night. All right. (laughs) What about Saturday? Yeah. Tri-State. Yeah, Tri-State on Saturday. Great track. And I'll say a native – Finally breaks through. He's been close. Spencer Baston. Wow, that'd be something right there. I am going to pick Logan Schuhart. All right. 1S team finally gets it going this year. Yep. But um, Yeah, so there's a kind of blew through that, like I said, but we'll definitely be back at it with some good sprint car talk next week, but. Yeah, we can, without further ado, roll into Bristol because, yeah, we'll have plenty of subjects to hit on with this. But 
Yeah, so yeah, we uh, kind of go in chronological order. I mean, uh, Friday, I, we had a travel day to the uh, Motor Mile Speedway, and you met us up there Friday night uh, to go to the Mini Cup race. So what did you think of that real quick? <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about the Mini Cup on Mini Cup Monday, obviously, but, uh, I mean, that was awesome, and I just I love being a part of it. And like I said, that's one of the just nicest down-to-earth group of people and just great competitors and and great people all around in that series. So I'm happy. I was happy to be there, help out with the team. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy that they've uh, entrusted us and given us some responsibility, I guess, to spread the message for their series. So I'll certainly be, uh, be active with that. And, um, you know, whatever I can do to help get the word out there for that series, obviously, like we're talking about Zach's uh, hopeful first pitch at the at the at the at the game that we brought up. I don't know if that's a, that's not a done deal yet or anything, but just for example, that's something that they could do. That'd be great promotion for that series. So, you know, whatever uh, we can do to help you guys build that is certainly uh, an objective of ours. And meeting all those awesome people, I'm I'm proud to be a part of whatever I can do to assist with that. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, we had a good time at the race Saturday, and then and we kind of felt like Smokey and the Bandit uh, hauling ass down to uh, Bristol on down eighty one. Um, so yeah, I mean, we got down there just in time. Uh, they were able to stop at the hotel, unload our stuff, pack a cooler, and got to the race. He got a seat just in time for Green Flag on the truck race, which was pretty awesome. We, we could not have timed that any better if we tried. Like, I mean, that just worked out, like, perfect how all that went. Like, well, I mean, we heard the national anthem, like, as we're literally, like, walking through the gate. We're like, this is perfect. And you guys were even able to stop at RE and get your scanners programmed and everything. So, I mean, it just – the execution of that by uh, – I think we should all give ourselves a pat on the back for that. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe we made it, and it, the, the truck race was heck of a show, man. I don't know how you saw it, but I thought it was really interesting the pit strategy, um, and watching Ben Rhodes work his way back up through there after pitting at the end of stage two. I guess it wasn't really strategy as much as it, it he 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 kind of screwed up like more than anything, and they had the so the rule was for, I didn't even know this till after the one, but you. There's a man that you have to either pit in the first cycle or the second cycle. And they called Ben in after the first cycle or when the first stage caution came out and he didn't pit. So, like, he they called him in and he screwed up. And, and yeah, I think you missed it then. Oh, yeah. So, or did I have it backwards? No, I think he missed it the first in stage one. And that, that may be why they had to pit at stage two. They wanted to pit yeah. stage one. Yeah, they, they called him in, and he missed it. So then he had to come in in stage two and then drive his way back up through the field. So it wasn't strategy as much as it was a mistake. And I guess they were able – like, they, I guess Waltrip got on the radio with him. I didn't hear it after he stayed out. And he was like, oh, that was my plan all along. But uh, it's kind of – he admitted after the race that was most certainly not the plan all along. Yeah, but I say it ended up working out, saved that team's butt, and they uh, put it on a heck of a show. Oh, it was uh, fun watching him drive through the field. Like, 
you remember Scott uh, was like 99. He pulled out a 20. It was like 99. <laughs> and right. I, and I, I said, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm a bad one that. Like, I take that. Like, and and I thought Tavara was going to be able to hold on there just because of how big track position was the whole night. I thought that was going to kind of tell the story. And I didn't know because, you know, especially that last restart with three to go, I didn't know if he was going to have enough time to pick his way through there and then pass to 42 when we just – once a guy got out front, it was just so hard to pass. And obviously that's partly because of how good the 99 car was. But, we, I mean, we even saw Hosovar once he got the lead. He led quite a few laps. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, as I said, it was a heck of a battle coming down to the end. I believe the pass came with like four laps to go. Uh, and it was a clean pass over the one. He threw a heck of a slider, and and it was it was a great race that Ben Rose put on. And I know Hosovar was disappointed afterwards, but it, it was an awesome show, if you ask me. Yeah, it was it was a great race. I think the the thing everybody will remember from that race is the two trucks getting stuck together, like yeah, when Austin Wayne self. I've never seen that before. I, I don't I, I don't understand how that happened, and. That was nuts, and that's a moment people are going to remember for a long time. Yeah, it was weird. Heck, I think we had about a damn 20-minute delay for that, just for that one incident, the bumpers hooking together. Um, and I, it was funny. I saw them, like, one of them kind of made a slider and, and got stuck in the middle, and the other one came up and bumped them behind coming off turn four. And I was like, oh, dang, contact, whatever. And so then I started looking somewhere else at some racing, some other racing. And next thing I know, they're coming off a of turn two, still stuck to each other up in the wall. And I'm like, what the heck? So, yeah, definitely interesting. I've never seen anything like that. And it was uh, very entertaining, the commentary that the drivers were giving there in that situation. I saw the place light up yellow. And then I saw, like, the 22, obviously, in the back. And I thought he might have just been, like, pissed off at the 25 or something and been, like, roughing him up and driving through him because he was mad, like, no, it was just incidental contact, like a guy getting checked up and then the guy not checking up enough, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. typical short track stuff off of turn four. And then I said, I was like, oh, dang, no big deal, whatever. Like they kept it going, looked somewhere else. And then I said, I saw it light up yellow and I see those two trucks tangled together. I'm like, what the heck? Also, and, and then I'm like, oh, well, they'll clearly just get them unhooked real quick and it'd be no problem. But it surely wasn't. It was a big issue. And Austin Wayne Self was actually having a really good run in that race, too. That was the unfortunate part of that for him. He was having one of the best runs I've ever seen him have in the truck series. I mean, he was up there in the top, like, well in the top five at points. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely having a solid run this weekend. But, yeah, and then that you mentioned the commentary during that incident. Like, they were hitting the quarter panel of 25, and he's like, crew chief's like, tell him to stop doing that, and, like, losing his mind, like, Oh, that's I was listening the whole time to the 25 and the crew chief was just like four times, like, don't stop doing that. Tell him, stop doing that. Tell him, stop fucking doing that. Like, yeah, I was listening to the 22 and he came on the car at the radio go. He was like, oh, the tow truck just destroyed the left rear quarter panel. And he's like, what the hell are they doing? And I was losing it. And I was, it was so funny. Uh, but yeah, so something you you never expect to see, and I said I don't know if we'll ever see that again. What they thought was sawing them apart. Like, what's that? Did they just end up like sawing them apart? Like how they? I, I don't know. I think they 
maybe had to just get in jacked it up I, I, I don't know really i didn't didn't look into it that far but i said just a weird situation you probably would never see that if it wasn't for the special grills on the cars or the trucks i should say uh, in that instance but either way it was interesting and definitely memorable yeah but yeah so there was that and then other than that I guess, yeah, the, other than that, Ben Rhodes winning, I don't like know what other huge events there were during that race. There was uh, there was that huge wreck at the end. I don't even know if they showed like, all that on TV, but, like, one car was sitting there, like, I don't even know whose car it was, like, jumped, like, smoking everywhere. Oh, like, I forgot about that because Ben Rhodes came down. That's why Ben Rhodes came down and did his burnout right there in turn one by us. That truck was junked on the front stretch. I don't, yeah. I can't believe like. I mean, there is a thing. Think about it. They don't have safer barriers there at the dirt race, so it's just an interesting point. That, I mean, when you hit the concrete wall, man, it's a big lick. Yeah, that truck. Like, yeah, that that was crazy. Like that truck was. I don't know whose truck it was, but it was destroyed. Like, yeah, it was quite a few of them there at the end when they piled them up at the start finish line. But nonetheless, that set the table for Saturday, man, and. I said I, I I did not expect uh, didn't expect the race to be that good. Well, I, I will say like I didn't know what to expect going into it Saturday. You right? said the yeah 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 yeah. I, I had my days mixed up at first, but yeah, going into it Saturday, I didn't know really what to expect, and I was just like okay. And I felt like the first stage like it was kind of boring, like it was it got really spread out, and they started lapping trucks, and the racing wasn't great. But then after that first stage of the truck race, like the track opened up and it started putting on really good racing. Um, so that that kind of, I guess, set the table for, for what to expect on Sunday. And it, it really didn't disappoint, man. I was, a, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. The, I think the only thing that might have, that kind of hurt Saturday too, is like, I just think that 99 truck was so dialed in. Like he was. Oh, he had a piece, man. And and Ben Rhodes is not a dirt guy either. Do you remember? I think I picked him on the podcast last week. I think you did. So Probably. credit for that. Yeah, and he had a piece, man. I was like, excited to see him get the dub. He he actually was practicing at Millbridge running Chad Boat's midget. He mentioned on uh, Sirius when I was listening to an interview. Maybe that's him. why I picked him. Maybe I heard Casey talk about that on DBC last week, and I was like, all right, that's my sleeper guy for next week. Like. But that might have been why, why I did that. I believe to the Chili Bowl, too, but didn't race there. But he said that's one of his next things. He wants to – like, he's going to continue to practice on the dirt because he thinks it's important and makes it better, which, I mean, we love, obviously. I mean, obviously, we see with Briscoe, and we're going to see more and more these guys, not just for Bristol, but the fact it makes them better drivers in general. So, I mean, that's a plus. And he said he wants to run the Chili Bowl eventually. That's kind of like – an ultimate goal of his and Toyota will have no problem. Get, well, yeah, well, I said Thor Sports Toyota, right? Are they Ford? They are Toyota. <coughs> okay, I thought so. It, I remember they just switched manufacturers. There right? at one time they were like both. I feel like <coughs> they were Chevy at one point too. I'm pretty sure they've been everything and just been back and forth. But. Yeah, but I believe they are Toyota. Yeah. So, I mean, we know Toyota has a strong midget program and sprint car program now, and they'll have no problem putting him in that if that's something he wants to do, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, 
either way, it was a exciting truck finish. Uh, and I said, that set the table for Sunday, man. And Sunday was a heck of a day. Uh, but shoot, I guess before we go to Sunday, shout out to Tim Dunger. Puts oh. on a hell of a show. Always puts on a hell of a show. I'm sure he'll be there in the fall. Uh, if not, I'll be a little disappointed. But either way. 600, too. Yeah, somewhere in Charlotte, 600 weekend. Uh, so we'll have to figure that out when we go there. He, he that Tim Dogger, man, if you have a chance to go see Tim Dogger, that dude absolutely freaking kills it. Like, I mean, he just puts on such a good show, does so many good covers. I mean, he's saying, like, I mean, he doesn't do like just like your typical, like, you know, like stereotypical covers that like everybody does. I mean, he was just having some good pulls that, like, I was like, yeah, he's saying money in the bank, lost and found. Uh, don't happen twice like just like not songs you hear like every single you know there's certain songs that just like every artist covers and it's like oh yeah like dixieland delight like yeah you know like that kind of thing but i mean those were just some good pulls and like the vibes were just great i mean he just absolutely burns it down so shout out to him like he's he's the now he's in dublin ireland so he's living the life man he's the man yeah Really appreciate him. He's showing us some love throughout the times here we are on here. So I'm trying to get him on. So stay tuned for that. But either way, yeah, he rocks it, man. And like I said, puts on heck of a show and plays something a little something different that you don't hear all the time. So yeah, it's oh, definitely cool. And I'm a Noah Gregson fan now. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> you can that like, was go that, into that. He, he yeah no I was like speaking of he actually made. Made the feature in the 600 micros tonight in Millbridge. Oh, did he really? Yeah, first time ever, I think. Oh, hell yeah, good for him. But yeah, no, I mean, we we met him on Saturday night, and obviously, I haven't been a fan of his for a while. Like, I'm a Daniel Emmerich fan, and yeah, if you're, if you're any listener from like any man for time, you've known how Travis feels about no Grayson. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's probably to be expected, like. You know, he he's put his foot in his mouth and done some things on the track. And then the whole Daniel Hemrick incident was like my like straw that broke the camel's back and like everything with that. But, you know, met him like I told like told him straight up like this is like haven't been a fan of yours. Like this is why. And, you know, laid it out. And I mean, he like was so cool about it and like was so like nice to me and like. Like, he has no reason to explain himself. Like, like I'm just an idiot, like, race fan. And, like, actually, like, explain, like, the incidents. Like, yeah, this is what happened. Like, wasn't my best moment. And, like, he was like, dude, like, that's awesome. Like, thanks for doing that. And I was like, yeah, like, that dude's like, I can't not be a fan anymore. Like, that dude's, that dude's freaking sweet. So, shout out to him. Heck, yeah, man. That was cool. He was definitely really cool to us. We chatted up with us for a little while, so. That was definitely fun. Um, that was right after Tim Duggar's show. Um, and then I said that led into uh, so Sunday's fun. Oh. Sunday felt like such a Saturday. It was weird, man. Sunday was, uh, man, I get it. yeah, that concert. And then after, like, like, I, I, like, I, like, I felt like I was, like, still hung over from Sunday and then, like, or from Saturday and then getting drunk on Sunday. Like, I was, like, finding a way to be hungover and drunk at the same time. Like, Yeah, it was definitely a, a vibe. <laughs> it was a 
it was, I don't even remember like what all we did on Sunday, but yeah. And then got to the track and obviously the weather looked bleak all day. So first of all, like for, for whatever, these facts of the weekend, the dirt race was a good fucking race. That's a good fucking race. And there's no freaking way anybody can argue with that. I don't, if, if, if that like, that's a classic, the Kyle Bush quote a thousand times. If you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. That's a great race. I don't, like, there's no argument there. NASCAR did a great job uh, with the track. For, obviously, like, the track was glossed over at the start. We had those grills uh, overheating, and they did the right thing. It seemed like people were mad. They did the right thing. They threw the caution. Yeah, and they, the had, they had that in their back pocket. So they like they, they were like, look, we 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 will throw the caution if we see the grills getting muddy, and they did. I mean, it cost a couple guys, and I don't know exactly the whole issue with Harvick and how what 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 all the tower called out as far as scoring wise. And I know, I think, uh, forty one of Cole Custer and Eric Almarola got at least one lap back there, if not multiple. So. Yeah, Tower needs to get that right. Uh, but also, like I said, they should have prepped the track. They needed to go out and run some hot laps before this event and get the track worked in a little, just a little bit before we go green um, next year when they do this race. Uh, there's still some things they can learn from this, and that they will. They'll apply it. They, I mean, this race was better than last year, even though Gluck's pole didn't show that. Uh, I think that pole is a little base this week, so – we, yeah. will, we will ignore that for the time being. But either way, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't like it, maybe you should come out and check it out for yourself. It's one of those things that I said I didn't know what to expect going into it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it after the weekend. So, I mean, you can tell. And I, you know, I replied to Gluck's poll. He liked my, my comment where I, I said, this is like Tucker Carlson asking for Biden's approval rating. It, like Jeff Block just like shit stop on the race and like and then suddenly he's like oh you did you like like that's not like it was it was flawed for him. yeah he he like uh sent out a thing he was like yeah I kind of screwed this up like I should have had somebody else do it like unbiased and I mentioned that I was like at Dale Junior help a buddy out you know like if anybody you know I, I way, that, that that would probably be based too just because it's Dale Junior. I was on hold and I had to go. I was on hold with Moody and I was literally going to ask Moody to tweet that poll out. Like that's what I called in to ask. And I had to go like before they uh, put me on air. I was literally going to ask Moody to do that because I saw Gluck like somebody else needs to post it. So I was like, oh, that's Moody to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd probably still be based because all the boomers hate Moody. So either way, all but, the boomers love Moody. But so NASCAR did like from that race last year to this year, the track prep was like night and day where like last year was like last year was in a, a asphalt concrete race with, with dirt on it. It was single groove stuck to the bottom and, and a dust bowl. It was what it was like. It wasn't great last year. This year 
It was fantastic. There are multiple grooves. Like it felt like a dirt race this year. It did not feel like a dirt race last year. It felt like you were watching a dirt race this year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I said I'd have to go back and rewatch it to to see it for myself, but that's what everybody's saying. And I mean, I said I know when I watched it this year, being there, I enjoyed what I saw, regardless if it did have that crazy ass finish or not. I mean, even without that, it was a really good race. I thought so. I enjoyed it. I'm for it. Uh, and like I said, was the track better than last year? Yep. Will it be better from next year? I think yes. So I think every year this thing improves just a little bit more. And if they're willing to do it. I mean, who knows if, uh, how long this thing keeps going. But if they're willing to do it, I imagine it's going to keep going on. So, man, you you were about five seconds from being a hundred bucks. In the I, I I was, and I thought better about <laughs> it because I was like, they they are stupid enough to do it again. I mean, they said it was what whether it was a success or not. I think they would have been stupid enough to do it again. But either way. Uh, I no wait. So you say stupid enough? I just like so you don't do you not think they should do it again? Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm kind of over it, but I'm still kind of for it. If that makes sense. I think the the biggest thing is, and the reason they're going to keep doing it is Bristol was in danger of losing their spring race. Whether you know Bristol's a great track, but people weren't going to that spring race. It, the attendance was horrible, and. They said they sold more tickets to this race than any other spring race in years. It popped a TV rating. It was the most watched Bristol race, concrete or dirt, in six years. So, like, yeah, I mean, like I said, that, that's why I, I held it, held out for a second and said, you know what, well, let's wait and see wh- how these numbers are coming out, and then I'll make a decision on whether that they're going to do it or not. Yeah. Okay, you didn't know we didn't know if it was going to be a success until really yesterday when those numbers came out. And it was, by the way, like, like I saw people shitting on the crowd again. On like, it's a pretty good crowd. Like, it, Dude, it at the start of that crowd. race, there was a good crowd. And I mean, I I get it. I think you got to move this to because they haven't nailed down a date. I think you got to move this to a Saturday night. If you want a crowd in that place, you got to move it to a Saturday night. I think they're keeping the Easter Sunday thing. I think TV calls the shots ultimately. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's the debate to be had. Um, But I know as a race fan, if you want to fill that place out, uh, and I say that's that's a debate they're going to have to hash out. Uh, And I would say the other thing is Saturday night, I agree. And you need to move this to the summer and not in April where it's always just like cold and, shitty and, and and rainy this time of year well see the thing is you just contradicted yourself there what do you mean you just said they're going to keep it on easter easter doesn't happen in the summertime i but i'm i'm saying i think they should move it to the summer in my opinion i'm saying i think they will keep it on easter yeah i mean so, so but I, i'm I, just i see them keeping it on easter but i feel like you could also do it easter saturday yeah, but you know that's why we don't have as many Saturday night races now in in generals because TV said it, it's just. Not I don't know. Like I said, the, the, but this is a debate that SMI and the TV network of Fox is going to have to come up with. When do, yeah. when do they want this race? And I mean, I said it's we make an argument for both sides. I mean, I said if you want to, if you're SMI in Bristol, you want to fill that place out, you're going to have it on Saturday night because. 
even if it gets rained out, you run it till late. There's no problem. People can stay in camp and all that. Whereas it's Sunday, people got to go to work. I mean, I, it was getting late. People started going to bed. I think some of our friends went to bed. So, and, and I think me and you both agree with each other. Like we'd rather see this thing on a Saturday night in the middle of the summer, and like that would be perfect. But you know, ultimately, what we want and who's calling the shots and what's best for the fans in attendance versus what TV wants is all like different things. But I think me and you are on the same page. Saturday night in the summer would would be amazing here. Yeah, I mean the thing is you can't do it too close, uh too too far in the summer because of uh the cleanup process. I believe it takes about six weeks or so. Uh so I think like May, like late May to, to June is Yeah, I mean like I said there's a possibly June, like May like like you mentioned switching the Sonoma and Bristol date. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That's not our decisions. We can have the debate until we're blue in the face, but (laughs) I know for fan wise, I'm wanting to watch it on a Saturday night in that place and I'll pack it out if I'm a fan. But if it's Sunday, Easter Sunday, I'm going to be one of them 4 million on my couch, couch racer style. Yeah. I'll be back there. I, 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 I mean, I don't know what I'll be doing next year, but I'd like to be back there next year (laughs) for sure. But, yeah, I mean, that was – so, yeah, I mean, like you say, we can argue that till we're blue in the face, but ultimately it's not our decision to make, and I think there's no real debate between me and you. I think we have the same opinion about what, where, we, where we'd where we like to see it. But Yeah, I mean, like I said, as a TV-wise, I'm not mad at a Sunday night race, so that's going to be – like I said, that's a huge TV number. That's a huge window for TV, a prime time slot, you know what I mean? It's like that Vegas race in the playoffs that they made a Sunday night. Like, it's like last year. I was uh, like, yeah, yeah, they didn't do it this year, though. Oh, they didn't? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an afternoon race. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that, I'm sure that got a big TV number that night. They said they, they were putting that on Sunday night because of how hot it was out there in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another thing. But, but yeah, I mean, but as far as Bristol itself, like, it was a great race. I, you know, people are like, "Oh, take it to a dirt track. Take it to a damn dirt track." That's what everybody's like. But this is a perfect dirt track for NASCAR. We tried to race at Knoxville in the trucks, and it sucked. Like, and people are like, "I'll oh, take this thing to Knoxville." Like, yeah, well, I will say that Eldora didn't suck. Eldora was fine. Yeah, but ultimately, oh. it's like so. Bristol was what would you say? Like, I, probably 40- I would say. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, you think it was like probably 40% full on Sunday? Uh, I will say 35 to 40, yes. I'll say so, that. Well, we'll go low and say 30. Bristol seats 150,000 people. 30% of that is, what, 30,000 people? Is that the math? I don't know. Me doing math is dangerous off the top of my head. We'll say just 35,000 people were there. We'll throw out a number. I don't know what the math on that is. What is Knoxville seat? Like 8,000 people? Nah, at least 20. Or not Knoxville, uh, Eldora. Eldora, my bad. Uh, I do not know the capacity off my top of my head. Stall for a second. I'll look it up. All right. But, yeah, so, I mean, if if we'll say Bristol was 
a, a, a third, a fifth, whatever the math is, full, and we had 35,000 people there. If Eldora seats 10,000 people, that just because like the optics of it don't look as good and the place isn't packed out, it's still more people. And like that's why NASCAR is going to want to keep this thing at Bristol, a property that that SMI owns. They're not going to want to give that date up. And it, it's a great dirt so track. It, it holds 30,000 people. Eldora does? Yep. Wow. I did not know. I did not expect that. So, but, but even then, like, and Ben, like, I was listening to that Ben Rhodes interview, and he said the same kind of thing I'm saying, where he's like, this is the perfect dirt on NASCAR. Like, we need this space. We need these multiple grooves. Like, you know, we went to Knoxville, and it, it sucks. So, I mean, yeah, Eldora would be cool but i don't know i just think i think bristol's a great dirt track for nascar and i think if they continue to do this it's gonna become like a special marquee event and i just i I don't know i don't i don't think there's any reason for them to stop doing it like it's everybody's like they need it's working it it's working like no it is i mean it it was a good show but i said i'd like i i don't know Maybe you do keep it dirt. And everybody, by the way, is like, oh, we need to take this to a real dirt track. What is a real dirt track? Like, what about that is not a real dirt track? Like, like I hate that that concept. So it's not a real dirt track. Like, it, it is. It's a dirt track. Like, like what? Because there's concrete on the bottom. It's not a real dirt track. Like. Like, I don't know, some of the shit people say just, like, makes my head explode. It's NASCAR fans for you. Yeah. It's not a real dirt. Like, everybody just throws, that's a buzzword. Like, Jeff Gluck says that that's all the time. It's not a real dirt track. It is. Like, oh. Yep. Yeah. But what anyway, else you got? Moody, Moody said, I'll close on this. Moody said on his shot, I thought this was a funny line. He said, "Is the highway not a real highway because there's dirt below the below the pavement?" Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll close that close the book on on that subject. But what else you got? Obviously, the finish. Uh, what'd you think? Uh two dudes racing hard, man. I think those I- two guys that realize that they're both just going for a win. I. Uh, it's tough, hard racing. Uh, I said, I, I, I don't know. I'll give Chase a pass versus like Chastain, just because. Yeah, I'll, like I'll... It, like you said, the situations are totally different. It wasn't like he went in there and like wrecked the guy. He went in there yeah. and wrecked himself, and that happened to take out the other guy. It, um, he was. He did not go in there trying to wreck him. Like right, right. There was no ill will intention to it. Yeah. It. I, now we agreed after. The, it was a pretty dumb move. Like, it was never going to work. Like, he, he tried to go in there and video game it, and he was just not close enough. And I even think yeah. he re- – because he, I think he realized it, like, halfway through and tried to spin himself out and stay off of Reddick, but it was just too late. Yeah. Like, just one of those things that happens. I mean, uh, yeah. You hate to see a guy going for his first win get taken out like that. Um, I don't and- hate to see it because Kyle Busch won. Uh, yeah, but yeah, if I'm not being biased on that, but yeah, other than that, I mean, like I said, if I'm a Tyler Reddick fan, it's tough, man. Like, I really respect the handshakes and smiles and 
and like man that was fun racing like i know you just sent it in there and it, it just happened to like you knew like oops I, I screwed up here kind of deal and you know just walking up to me like that's like mad mad respect uh, yeah but also if i'm a tyler Reddick fan and i want that first win i want to see him ripping somebody's head off getting taken out like that so uh either way I, i'm cool with it but i think you get more water cooler talk if uh reddit goes down there or when he comes down there you punch him in the face after yeah. your interview. I, I like the respect too and i thought it was cool but i feel yeah. like the issue with tyler reddick is that and i feel like the reason he's so cool is like the dude lacks confidence and like that's not good for a race car driver and obviously he's gonna learn that with more time like he just like if you ever listen to him on the radio with his crew and everything like I mean, we're I, was, I think we were at Daytona this year when his crew was like, uh, or like I don't know, one of the races he was like flipping out and he's like, "Dude, you're running fifth! Like, get up on the wheel and stop moping or something." Like, he just he's not a really confident guy, and and that probably hurts him in certain situations where like if he was more confident and and this happened, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, dude, you you wrecked me! Like, screw that!" But I mean, instead he like he blamed this on himself. And it's like, I understand what he was saying. I shouldn't have let him get that close, but it's not your fault. He wrecked you. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's also a different vibe. Like, when you're dirt racing, like I said, nothing nothing really happens intentionally. Uh, it's always, like, a mistake happens versus, like, <laughs> asphalt. You go in and you, like, can wreck you, you. You intentionally wreck somebody, you know, or move them up out the way to get that spot. So, I said it's kind of one of those things like I've noticed in I racing lobbies where people just how how you get raced and like what when things happen, people are usually a lot cooler and calmer in the dirt lobby. So I think that's just two dirt guys realizing what happened and and we're like, man, that was awesome. Like what a classic race that's gonna be. Sucks sucks you didn't get the win, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean I said you can't ask for much more than that. Nevertheless, though, it was like Mad respect to Briscoe, too, for, like, going down there and owning it. Funny. Didn't hear the same reaction the last time we saw a guy really own it like that. Kyle Busch, when he wrecked Chase Elliott, owned it. Went right up to Chase Elliott said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Didn't see the same. Talking about Darlington? Yeah. Didn't see, didn't see the same grace to Kyle Busch that we see to Chase Briscoe, but. Uh, I mean, he didn't get punched in the face, but he they weren't handshakes and smiling. Yeah, yeah, but Kyle Busch, like, and that's that's the last time I can think where a driver was, like, just immediately, like, went up to the other driver and was like, I'm sorry, that's my fault. Like, Kyle Busch to Chase Elliott was the last time I can think of that, where Kyle was, like, right after the race, like, didn't try to spin it or, or put any blame or hide from Chase Elliott. He went right up to Chase and was like, that's on me. Like, like I screwed up. Yeah, and they said, you know, in those situations, like, it wasn't intentional. It was just a racing deal. But either way, what an instant classic. Uh, can't believe we were there for that, man. I had a hell of a weekend with it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm obviously Kyle Busch fan. I'm not, like, hiding from that at all. Like, I was – I mean, that's the reason I can still hardly talk three days later. I mean, I was just was screaming and cheering for a solid ten minutes. Like, I mean, that was – incredible like like i can't believe he he won that race like that's a like my mind's freaking blown i mean what an incredible race and for to have an incredible race like that and your driver come out on top it it, it doesn't get any better than that 
Like that's one we'll never forget. Yep, for sure. And and I like I was I was telling you earlier this week. I think I was looking back. It's like tomorrow. This is like four years ago. Me and you met celebrating a Kyle Bush win. Four years later, same week, Kyle Bush wins again. So cheers to that, brother. Hell yeah. All right, who you got this weekend at Talladega? Yeah, Xfinity Saturday at 4 p.m. Who you got? Uh, all right, let me get these lists pull up. What else? Oh, well, we'll talk about while we're spinning at Talladega, by the way, real quick. Uh, glad to see Derek Griffith, okay? He had a gnarly, gnarly wreck over the weekend and was late model was absolutely destroyed. So just happy to see him, uh, him come away from that in one piece. Yep. But, um, yeah, so we're going Xfinity Racing Saturday at Talladega. I will be down there. I'll get down there Friday night, probably go right to the short track. And then Saturday we got an ARCA race and uh, Xfinity. Looking through who's running this Xfinity race. If anybody drew Dollar in the 18 again, that went well last time. Hopefully that goes a little better this time. Um, Obviously Jeffrey Earnhardt in the three with Larry Mack up on the box. That is awesome. Uh, so who you got? Love Shit, damn! You're, r- r- you're rushing me here, man. I'm, I'm, oh my I'm, gosh! You know who's racing? I'm still looking, bro. Hold on, hold on. I I have not thought about who I'm gonna pick yet. Who are you gonna pick? Austin Hill. Damn. All right, Austin Hill. Look, I actually want to think about who I think's gonna win this race. Put me on the spot. Uh, freaking uh, uh, Landon Castle. All right. Sunday, who you got? Uh, I said a few weeks ago, he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think this will be his seventh Talladega win for Brad Keselowski. All right. Tell him pick. He needs a win. I am going to pick a guy I've been picked probably damn. I beat him with a dead horse, but he finally does it this weekend. Gets his first win of the year. Mr. Ryan Blaney. All right. Yeah, you picked him last week. I had Reddick as my pick last week, so that was close to being a good pick. Yeah, and for a non-dirt guy, Blaney held his own, I feel like, over the weekend. Yeah. Also, shout like he... out to Ty Dillon. He really impressed me over the weekend. Uh, kicked everybody's ass. I know he's kind of has a dirt background, but like I said, just for not being in a cup car in a couple of years, he uh, definitely impressed me. He passed the most cars of anybody in that race. I saw the stat earlier. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked good uh, in his heat race on Saturday night. So, I was definitely keeping an eye on him. Yeah, for sure. So, shout out to him. But, yeah. so. All right, man. Right. Well, you have fun in Dega? Yes, sir. Yeah, you enjoy the weekend. And, and four in we'll a row be- for rows one through ten. Yeah, and then hopefully we'll be together at uh, Dover. We'll still got some figuring out there, but yes, sir. We'll take a look at things there. But either yeah. way, it'll be a, a five peat for you for rows one through ten. Six, right? Six or no five because yeah. one's overlapping. I was thinking two, three peats. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay. All right, man. All right, brother. I'll see you later.